Hey there, I'm Megan McCluskey, and you're listening to The Intersection, a podcast that brings you candid conversations with members of our community and leaders in our industry. Today's guest on The Intersection is Lynn Nguyen, a senior HR business partner here at SEI. Lynn sat down with Leslie Wojcik, our head of global communications, to share a few stories and lessons she's collected throughout her journey from summer intern to senior member of our workforce development team. Take a listen. Thanks so much for joining us today, Lynn. We're super excited to have you. Um, I want to start off first by congratulating you on a huge accomplishment. You have been named a 2020 Rising Star by Human Resource Executive Magazine. Congrats. Thank you so much. It's definitely an honor to be a part of that group and, you know, reading some of the other stories from the other women. It, I definitely felt super honored to be named next to them. That's so awesome. Um, we want our listeners to learn about you today, your career path at SEI. You know, you went from summer intern to today you're a senior HR business partner. Um, but first, last year at our annual um, Women's Network Summit, you spoke a little bit about your story and and your mom and the impact that she had on on you and your sisters growing up. So can you share a little bit with us about about that story, the impact she had on you, um, you know, professionally and personally? My mom's been a a huge part of my life. Um, And, you know, I think from such a young age, her main thing was making sure that she instilled really great values you know, in our life. So it didn't really necessarily matter what we wanted to be when we grew up and what type of career path um, we decided to take. But it was more of making sure that you're a good person and whoever you decide to spend your life with, that they have good values. And um, it didn't necessarily matter about um, necessarily that person's upbringing in the sense of kind of like their cultural background or their religion, it was more of, you know, if that person's a good person, you can tell based on how they treat other people, then, you know, that's all she could ask for. And I think that stems from kind of how her parents raised her as well. Um, She grew up in a time where, you know, arranged marriages were still a thing. And I think, you know, she and her mom realized like, why should we do that? You know, so I think that started when she was really young. So it was something that she wanted to instill in us. And so it was always making sure that, you know, you can think for yourself, making sure that, you know, you surround yourself with good people and you give back. That's absolutely beautiful. I love that. So shifting gears a little bit, um, when did you know that you were interested in, in human resources? Um, and how did that bring you to SCI? I would say that I kind of got into it a little bit later. I, I was not exposed to um, people being in HR, my, my family or friends. I actually really didn't know that HR was a career until maybe my sophomore year in college. Um, I remember having a guest speaker in one of the classrooms, um, and that's what he did. He worked in HR. I can't even tell you what this person said that resonated with me. All I know is that after this, this, you know, talk that he had with the, the classroom and me just kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my career and what I should major in, um, I realized, you know what, that sounds like something I could do. Why don't I look into it? 
And that's when I started to do a bit more research into what HR does. And a part of that, um, I knew that I wanted to go to um, a business school. Um, and one of the reasons for me choosing Temple was because the HR field was actually in the business school there. And I just felt, hey, why don't I just try this and see what happens? And if I, I don't like it, if it's not for me, that's okay. I'll just take another four years to figure out what I wanted to do with my career. So that's how it happened. And one of my professors actually told me about SEI. Um, and she mentioned to me that they had this really great internship program. And a lot of students that she knew um, applied there and I should do the same. And, and that's what happened. And the rest is history. So this career at SEI um, led to a stint in the UK. Can you can you tell us a little bit about that experience and what impact it had on, on you and your career? So moving over to the UK was definitely um, a, a new experience for me. Um, I also was not a traditional college student, so I never studied abroad. Um, I didn't live on campus. So, you know, for me, I think it was an opportunity to not grow my career, but also to grow personally as well. And so I was very fortunate that when I, before moving over there permanently, um, I was able to travel back and forth and just kind of get an idea to see if it's something that I would be interested in, something that I would, you know, I would be happy um, as well. And so I'm really lucky the fact that I had a manager that allowed me to do that. But you know, moving over there was definitely much more of a challenge that I than I had intended it for it to be. Um, you know, you had to figure out your bank accounts, where you're going to live. Um, you know, trying to figure out their transportation system. Um, you know, trying to figure out how you're going to make friends. You know, even things like that. It was such a huge change. But through some really friendly colleagues of mine, I was able to navigate that pretty well, I would say. And, you know, I think learning and growing over there professionally has really helped me understand and connect with our employees a lot more, um, in addition to really connecting with SEI as a whole and understanding a different part of their business. What would you say, um, not just in the UK, I would just say overall your career at SEI, what would you say has been the biggest challenge that, that you've come across and, and how did you overcome that? I think that my biggest challenge really was moving over to the UK. And I think a lot of that was because it wasn't just professional. There was a huge personal component. And I had moved over there with my uh, partner at the time, who's now my husband. And so, you know, we were making a huge change to our lives. And I, I think that was something that I, I didn't really anticipate because you would think that, oh, well, they speak English and, you know, it's the same. I've been over there. And you just start to realize, like, there are so many different cultural differences, I guess you can put it. And it's so diverse, but on a different level. And just the laws are different. And there was just a whole slew of things that I needed to learn. And I don't think I would have been able to do that if it wasn't for uh, my colleagues in the UK to help me navigate that landscape. So similarly, what would you what would you say has been your most your proudest accomplishment, whether personally or professionally? This is always such a really difficult question for to, for me to answer because I feel like 
I'm grateful for a lot of different things that happened in my life, and I'm, I'm very proud of all of that. So I, I know I can't mention all of uh, the great things that happened to me. Um, I think for starters, I guess this award, that's a huge accomplishment. So I'm very happy and thrilled for that and to be recognized, um, you know, by my company. So that's definitely one. Um, having the opportunity to live abroad for work um, is another huge accomplishment just because, as many people know, it's not something that we typically do. Um, so I really felt that my um, skills and my value was was recognized and I was able to add all of that value in a different light. Um, and then I would say probably personally, you know, you heard me talk about my parents, you heard me talk about my mom, but being financially independent is a huge accomplishment for me. And, you know, being able to give back to my parents, that's something that I always strive to do and I'm at that point in my life. Absolutely awesome. So when you look at what at SEI, and obviously we are in this, you know, kind of, I hate to say the word, unprecedented um, time, but, you know, we've really, as a company, accomplished so much in the last three months. And where we are today, we, we didn't skip a beat when we, you know, transitioned into a remote environment. Um, but looking forward, what, what excites you most about where SEI is heading? I am very excited and I'm looking forward to how we invest more in our employees. You know, I think being in the environment that we're in, not like we didn't care about our employees before because we definitely did, but it's giving us an opportunity to look at our employees differently, really trying to understand, you know, where people are in their personal lives and trying to understand that, you know, this work-life integration just exploded to a whole different level. So when we think about, um, you know, different policies, procedures, or even the workplace experience and our employee experience, how we want people to feel, I believe that there's going to be much more emphasis to cater to that than ever before. And I'm excited for that. A lot of opportunity wrapped up in it, right? Yes. All right. So now we're going to do something called a speed round. Um, you got to answer with the first thing that pops into your mind. All right. You ready? Book or Kindle? Book. Comedy or drama? Comedy. Music or podcasts? Music. Ocean or pool? Pool by the ocean. <laughs> ice cream or water ice? Water ice. Train or plane? Plane. Soup or salad? Salad. Ah. I've learned a little bit about you through all that. <laughs> um, before we go, I know that something big happened in your personal life in the last few months. Um, you tied the knot virtually. Can you share your story with the listeners? It's definitely a unique story that I'll be able to tell my grandkids one day. Um, but, you know, Kyle and, I, Kyle and I have been engaged for two years. Um, and so we were planning a, a pretty big wedding. Um, and I mean big because both of our families are, are really large. So we were planning this for the last two years, um, you know, looking through every single detail. We were just in the home stretch. We were almost there. And then a couple of weeks before, you know, it was all the stay-at-home orders were put in place. And we weren't sure if we, we could still have our wedding or not. And 
while there were just still so many unknowns with what was happening with COVID, so some people were reaching out saying that they're unsure how they feel about being in a large group setting, which we totally understand. Um, you know, some of the airlines kind of stopped their flights unless it was an emergency. And we had a bunch of people coming from overseas, from the UK, from Australia. And then I had a family in the, my wedding party in California. And so we were like, look, it might not, this might not happen. We can't risk the lives of our friends and our family just for, you know, two hours or three hours um, of our celebration, I guess, is like, can we really celebrate around that? So we decided to not move forward with the, the big celebration. Um, we end up getting a self-uniting license because we're in Pennsylvania and we can do that. And so we, we woke up the day of when our wedding was supposed to be and friends and family just wanted to reach out and tell us that they were thinking of us and still share, you know, their best wishes, their well wishes for us. And we were like, we shouldn't have this pandemic, you know, overcome and overtake our wedding. So why not just tie the knot now? Since we had a whole bunch of people on Zoom calls and FaceTiming us and, and that's what we decided to do. And we um, were surprised by a nice video that our, our wedding party created for us, um, which was really nice messages from our friends and our family, as well as a music video where my friend was supposed to sing our first dance. So we ended up doing our first dance in the living room. And, you know, at the end of the day, it really worked out um, in the sense of it's, it was small, it was intimate. Um, it's something that we both wanted because that's more of our personalities. And I think that there were just, there are bigger things happening in the world that we needed to make sure that we cared about that before we cared about our wedding. And you got to wear your dress and I got to see the pictures and you looked gorgeous, even dancing in your living room. So <laughs> congratulations to you both and congratulations to you again on, on your awesome award. Um, thank you so much for being here. You know, you are a real inspiration and it's an honor not only for me, but I know for so many others to, to call you a colleague and, and work with you on, you know, keep on keeping on and inspiring all of us. Um, can't wait to see where your, uh, where your story goes next. Thank you so much. It was such an honor to be here. Um, I really do appreciate it. And, you know, let's see where, where all this takes us in five years. Awesome. Thanks so much, Lynn. Thanks for listening to our new podcast series. We're looking forward to featuring more guests and meaningful conversation. Until next time, stay well. And of course, we hope you'll meet us back at the intersection soon.